0: Okay. A little bit later in the episode, I'm going to tell you more about the hormone fixer because I know you're dying to know this little bad boy supplement that I created. If I do say so myself is amazing at so many things, so many benefits. So it raises your natural testosterone ladies, that GSD hormone. It helps with weight loss. It helps improve insulin sensitivity. It helps with anti-aging. It increases your own growth hormone, the anti-aging hormone that helps with the wrinkles and the stamina, energy, focus, brain. It also helps with your mood and lowers your response to stress. So you're just going to have to wait a little bit more. and We'll tell you more about it. The Hormone Fixer. Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horniman, AKA the Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone, and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. Why starving yourself can actually drop your metabolism completely? And you know, we can see this in your lab, so you really can't hide it from us. Starving yourself will actually, and you've heard the starvation principle before. We can go back to the 80s and the 90s, where you heard about the starvation theory, where if you, and I hate calories in, calories out, you know this, but if you eat under 1,200 calories, your body is going to go into starvation mode. And what happens when it goes into starvation mode is basically a shutting down of all processes, especially your metabolism. So what we'll see, sometimes we'll see that reverse T3 go up. Now, remember, when we're talking about thyroid function, starvation definitely affects thyroid function it will increase reverse T3, which are your breaks. Now we may or may not see that increase. So just because it's not increased on your labs, don't think you're getting away with starving yourself and not impacting some other function of your body, including your metabolism, because you are. So that reverse T3 may or may not go up, but if it does, that's a pretty good indicator that something is going on either a deficiency, you're on T4 only, whatever it is, or you're starving yourself, there's something going on that is causing that reverse T3 to go up. And starvation diets are one of them. Number two, lab-wise, you guys hear us talk a lot about, hear me talk a lot. I say us because I'm including Weston Childs in this. Dr. Weston Childs and I both talk a lot about leptin. We mainly talk about leptin resistance because if you have Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism, I've said this a million times, 99% of you also have insulin resistance. So when you're looking at your fasting insulin, look for that to be below a six. If it is above a six, that's a problem. That's insulin resistance. If your A1C is like 5.5, 5.6, 5.7, even though it might be okay in the standard lab value range, that is still insulin resistance pre-diabetes, or you might even be dipping your toe into the diabetic water by that time. We talk a lot about insulin resistance. Dr. Childs and I talk about leptin resistance. Now leptin resistance is not as common as insulin resistance, but we see it a ton. Leptin is your satiety hormone. So ghrelin is your hunger hormone, leptin is for satiety. Meaning it's telling your body that you're good, that you're, you're satiated, that you're full. With leptin resistance, just like with insulin resistance, you can get into these hangry states where literally if you don't eat, you are going to rip someone's face off. You're hangry. And that's either from low blood sugar, from insulin resistance, or with leptin, your cells are resistant to that satiety hormone that's actually produced in your fat. It is, and in your brain, by the way, ghrelin and leptin in the fat in the brain it's resistant to that hormone getting to the cell to tell your body, hey, you're full, you're good, stop eating, stop. So if you're leptin resistant, you could have constant hunger. And when that goes hand in hand with insulin resistance, oh my goodness. Then let's add one more layer. Let's say you are leptin deficient. Now, let's clarify. Leptin deficiency is actually incredibly rare. They discovered it, you know, I actually have to look this up. They discovered it back in the 1990s. There was a child, a boy, and he just kept getting bigger and bigger, like seriously obese. Now we see it a lot these days in our kids, way more obesity in kids, you know, looking like Honey Boo Boo left and right. But this kid basically looked like Honey Boo Boo and was very, very young and he could not stop eating could not stop eating so doctors tested 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 and they found that he had an actual condition that causes severe obesity and we usually see this in the beginning first few months of life because they have just they can be normal weight at birth but they're constantly hungry and they quickly quickly gain weight and the extreme hunger leads to chronic excessive Eating like this kid literally would eat every minute of the day, every single minute of the day. True leptin deficiency, though, is actually it's congenital, you're born with it. How we treat it is actually sub Q injections of leptin, but you have to actually have real leptin deficiency, which is again very. Very rare. And you would have known it at birth. You're not going to be a 45-year-old woman coming in with a leptin of a 2.5 and going, oh, I have a leptin deficiency. It's probably not going to be diagnosed all of a sudden in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. This is going to happen early on in life. You would have been a really poly really fat kid. I was a roly-poly really fat kid, but I did not have a leptin deficiency. I just ate too much. And my parents shoved the bottle into my mouth every time I cried so I got chubby. You would know this at a very, very early age. And like I said, it is is more congenital. It is more genetic. It is not acquired, whereas leptin resistance goes hand-in-hand with hypothyroidism and goes hand-in-hand with insulin resistance. So how do you know if you truly have a leptin deficiency? Leptin receptor deficiency, again, is, is caught early on as we measure your levels of leptin. But if we measure them, and again, you're 30, 40, 50, 60, and it's low, then that tells us that you're starving yourself. Now I get it, listen, with a thyroid problem, and especially if you are not optimized yet, I talk a ton about getting optimized. You need to get optimized. And I know there's new people listening every day. And I appreciate that. You have to get optimized. I am telling you, you need to get optimized. Because if you are not optimized, you will continue having symptoms. Over and over and over again, you will have symptoms. And you will be miserable. And you will keep gaining weight. And everything else will get worse. Your insulin resistance will get worse. Your leptin resistance will get worse. And what you're going to do is you're going to think, well, I'll just eat less because nothing that I'm doing is working because you're not optimized. Nothing I'm doing is working. So I'm just going to drop my calories, eat less, drop my calories, eat less. And the lower and lower you go with your caloric intake, the worse you get. And that leptin level will drop low. And that's how we know that you're starving yourself. And please don't tell me that, oh, no, no, I'm eating. I'm eating all the time. I'm eating at least 2000 calories a day. No, you're not, you gotta track it. And you might in these rare, I know I hate the eat every two hour rule or not even rule. It's a bad rule, it's a myth. It's a myth that was put out in the 90s, it's bad. You should not eat every two hours. But if you have a leptin deficiency, you might need to eat a little bit more. So your meals might have to be three, four hours spaced out. Maybe every two, that's a little tight. Let's go every three so you don't have those really low crashes and you have to continuously put food into your body. Good food, obviously. We want to focus on protein. We want to focus on healthy fats. We want to give you a little bit of carbs. Like let's give you a little bit of sweet potato once in a while throughout the day. So you're at least hitting between like 50 and 70 carbs. We might have to keep your carbs a little bit higher if you have a true leptin deficiency because what we're essentially doing is bringing your body out of that starvation mode. And that's tough because if you've been brainwashed by the 90s and the 2000s of calories in, calories out, and you are still counting your calories, you did Jenny Craig, you did Weight Watchers, you were counting your points, then you are going to have this mentality that less is more and that the less food that you eat, the better that you will be, the more you'll lose. Maybe your body will actually start tapping into its own fat stores for fuel because you're not eating enough. And in reality, that is going the complete opposite direction. So here is your body on a starvation diet. Your body says, okay, there's not enough food coming in. So we are going to shut down production of energy, meaning your mitochondria, your ATP, the powerhouse of the cell is no longer functioning properly. And we learned in previous podcasts, you can go back and listen to all of them. We're over 170 now. We've learned in previous podcasts that mitochondria play a huge role in thyroid function. So, your body says, you know what? We got to we got to just we got to slow everything down here. We don't have enough fuel coming in. So, let me give you an analogy. I'll give you an analogy. You own a fuel plant, and you have these trucks coming in every single day. And all the trucks, every single truck that comes in has 2000 pounds of fuel on it. And so your factory is burning and producing 2000 pounds of fuel in come the trucks burn 2,000 pounds of fuel, out goes the energy. Yay. And then all of a sudden there's a shortage and the trucks show up and you go, well, why is there only a thousand pounds of fuel on those trucks? Well, yeah, there's a shortage. Supply chain, like we're going on now, fuels on a boat in the ocean, trying to come from China and our president won't let it in. I digress. So the fuel's coming in, 2, 000, now you have 1,000 pounds of fuel coming in. Can your factory burn 2,000 pounds of fuel if you only have 1,000 on the truck? No, it can't. So what does your factory do? Downshift. We're going to downshift. We have to lower our, our fuel burning now because we don't have the same amount of fuel coming in. That is your metabolism got to downshift. We got to change some things up, downshift the metabolism, and then it all slows down. So what happens is your metabolism slows. Your T3 levels will drop. I don't care if you're on T3 or not. Those T3 levels will drop. Reverse may or may not go up. You could actually experience more insulin fluctuations, glucose, blood sugar fluctuations, because your body will actually start breaking down your own muscle tissue. It will start breaking down fat and glucose in your liver that's stored in your liver. So it will start breaking that down. You will definitely see a decrease in muscle tissue. You'll start to flatten out. You'll get like skinny fat. Even if you lose weight at all, you will lose muscle and your hair is going to go to crap as is your skin because starvation doesn't work. Our body likes that 2000 pounds of fuel coming in your factory likes to burn that much fuel. It doesn't want to have a shortage. It doesn't want to have to deal with supply chain issues. It wants you to keep bringing in the fuel so it can burn that. There was actually an interesting study done. Oh, this is years ago. And a scientist wanted to look at metabolism and burning and fat burning. So first he went to a college and he found that college students can't eat that much. You would think that they could, right? They're like, like food factories, but instead he went to a prison and he could control for the food there. And he made everybody eat 10,000 calories a day. I forget for how long. It was easily for a couple of months. Now, in the beginning, a couple of the guys gained weight. There was only one guy that gained and didn't lose. Turned out he had a metabolic issue. Giving these guys 10,000, 10,000 calories a day. Think about that. Think about what you're eating right now. Man, that's a lot of food. But 10,000 calories a day measured their metabolic rates over the course of the study, whether it was two months, three months. All of their metabolisms rose. Their basal metabolic rate, their metabolic rate at rest went up. Like I said, only one guy gained weight and couldn't lose it. Some of the guys gained in the beginning and then lost it as their metabolism increased and leveled back out. Leveled back out. Amazing amazing. And then another study, not done by the same guy, another study looked at a group of men and they actually turned this a caloric deficit diet. So they were eating 1,527 calories a day. Doesn't seem like that low, does it? You're like, oh man, I'm not even eating 1,500 It's because you're starving yourself. This was a semi-starvation diet at 1,527 for a guy, of course that is. And what they found, and this if you're a bodybuilder, if you're a competitor, if you have dieted for wrestling or for a show of any kind, you will resonate with this. What they found is the men, well, their heart rates dropped, their body temp dropped. What do we measure when we're testing your, your thyroid? We have you do your vitals because we want to see the heart rate and body temp go up. So both of those dropped. They experienced being cold. They experienced hunger all the time because what? Their leptin, satiety hormone, dropped. So they were hungry all the time and here's where you're gonna resonate. They started having fantasies about food. I remember when I was competing, I would dream about donuts. I would dream, I would literally have dreams about dancing with donuts. This is a beautiful thing. So they had obsessive thoughts about food because their body was in a starvation mode and they all gained weight because their body held on to their fat stores for dear life, thinking God knows when they're going to eat again. God knows when they're going to have enough fuel coming into the body to even run this show. So that is the difference. When you eat more, your metabolism will balance out, provided that your thyroid and hormones Are optimal. Now, if you are not optimized and you are insulin resistant and you eat more, you're going to gain weight. Basically, if you're not optimized, you're screwed. It doesn't matter what you do. You could eat more, you could eat less, you could starve yourself, you're still going to gain and you are never, ever, ever going to lose. So if you're complaining right now that you can't lose weight, that you're constantly gaining, that you're always cold, that you have no energy, I want you to check, first of all, Make sure that you're optimized, and if you're not, get the hell away from your doctor, your functional doctor, whoever you're working with that is not helping you, and go find a new doctor because you're writing to me in my Facebook group, the Love Your Mirror Facebook group. I'm seeing over and over again, well, I don't feel good. My hair's falling out. I'm gaining weight. Here's my labs. I go. you're not optimal. You're not optimal. You're not optimal. You have to get optimized first. Then you will have a metabolism. Then, when you actually start rebuilding your metabolism, I always say it's like a, like starting a fire, right? Burning the leaves in the fall, you start the kindling, you get them going. Then, once you actually start getting that metabolism back up and running again, oh, it's such a beautiful thing because now you can be more normal and you can work your way more toward towards normal because now you have a metabolism to handle the day to day food choices that you're making and can handle going out to eat and can handle a couple glasses of wine with your friends on the weekends because now you have a metabolism and you're not starving yourself. Oh, and you optimize your thyroid and hormones and you're not insulin resistant anymore because you're working with someone that knows what insulin resistance is and leptin resistance. Bottom line, bottom line. If you starve yourself, your body will hold on to fat for dear life. It will drop your T3. There are studies out for that. I've talked about that before. If you do under a thousand calories a day, or maybe it was 1,200. There was a study out that said, if you do under 1,200 or 1,000 calories a day for 30 days, your T3 levels will plummet and they will stay low for six months. How about them apples? Think about that. And how many of you are doing that with a non-optimized thyroid? How many of you are dropping your calories below 1,000 or below 1,200? A lot of you, a lot of you. So you starve yourself, your body holds on to fat for dear life, it drops your T3, it drops your leptin. Now you're hangry all the time. You wonder why you crave? You wonder why you're hungry? You're not eating enough. And let me give you another example. You want to do intermittent fasting. Wait, I'm, not, I'm not starving myself. Are you sure? Yeah, but I really want to do intermittent fasting because I heard all the benefits of it. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits. But if you're doing a 16 and eighteen six, and you're not eating enough in that eating window, in that 6-hour, 8-hour, 10-hour, whatever that window, that eating window you have given yourself. So there's fasting over here, and then there's your eating window. If you're not eating enough in that eating window, you're starving yourself. You're not going to get the benefits of fasting because your body is going to still shut down. You're not going to get the benefits of autophagy, of Calming down digestion of burning your own stored body fat for fuel, of reducing inflammation. You're not going to get those benefits because you're going to negate it on the other end during your eating window by starving yourself and not getting enough protein because you ladies are notorious for that. So here we have a scenario of low T3, low leptin, constant hunger. It doesn't that that cannot equal weight loss at all. And that actually equals nothing but weight gained. And then the cycle just continues because the more you gain weight, the more insulin resistant you become. And that just feeds upon itself to lay down more fat. And then you're more insulin resistant because you're not getting optimized. And then you serve yourself some more and you try to work out more at the gym and then you kill yourself. And then your cortisol goes up, which increases your insulin, which increases your glucose, which interferes with T4 to T3 conversion, which puts on more fat, it's it's just a cycle. I can go on and on and on and on and on because that's what we see. That's what I see. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. And then back really quickly to the intermittent fasting. There is a huge difference between fasting and starving. Huge. Starving means you're not eating enough to even get your body going on a baseline level on the daily. That's starving. Fasting is when you actually shorten your eating window, but you're still getting in the same amount of calories. So if I am fasting, if I am doing naturally, intuitively, because I woke up and I wasn't hungry, if I am doing a 16-8 fast in those eight hours, or let's say I'm even going longer, I'm going 20 hours, in those four hours that are left that are my eating window, I am going to eat. And I will take in 2,000, 2,200, 2,500, whatever it is, calories. Because that's what my body needs. Maybe add a little bit more fat because fat's really easy to kind of hide and get calories. You, know, you cook with olive oil, throw some butter in, big ass steak with some butter on top of the steak. But you are eating enough. I am eating enough in that window so my body does not think that it's starving. Because your body will at first go like, hey, why isn't there food coming in? What's going on? And then you eat and you get enough calories. You're like, oh, all right. It's, it's cool. It's good. Yeah, she's eating enough. We're all good here. No need to shut down the fuel plant. No need to drop her metabolism. She eats enough in her window. It's good. It's all good. But on the flip side, if you're a starver, then you're doing your intermittent fast, and then you're eating 1,000 calories during your eating window, 1,200 calories during your eating window, and your body goes, what is happening? First of all, there's no food coming in for freaking 16 hours, 18 hours. And then this person tosses in this piddly poop amount of food. What are we supposed to do with this? Oh, wait, I know. We're going to store it. We're going to store it for tomorrow when she stores herself again. And the next day and the day after that, we're just going to keep storing this for fuel. Because your body wants to survive and it will survive. It takes a long, long time. It takes a lot of fasting, true fasting, for it to burn through all that stored body fat. So your body will lay down fat in order to have fuel sources for a famine because it knows what to do during a famine. Shut it down. Shut down the metabolism. She doesn't need to grow her hair. Don't need to feel good. It's kind of like having high reverse T3 in the ER. You don't need to burn your body fat. You don't need to have energy. You don't need to feel good. You don't need your brain to work. You just need to survive. Now, imagine doing that on the daily basis. It's not going to work. Your body is just going to hold on to that fat. It's going to lay it down layer after layer after layer. And you're going to wonder why you're getting fatter and why you feel worse and why you can't lose the weight. And it's because you're starving yourself. We can see it. We can see it in your labs. Don't lie. So definitely check yourself. Do not do starvation diets of any kind. Don't do the HCG diet either, by the way. Can I just toss that in for one last thought? That is the stupidest thing Anybody has ever come up with how many of you done HCG? Not me. I I have not actually. Uh, 500 calories a day, right? You think that you're going to keep that weight off when you start increasing your calories again beyond 500? No, that's not going to work. So don't do the HCG dive either. How about you just not starve yourself? Get your leptin tested. If it is low, don't freak out and think it's leptin deficiency. Chances are you just need to eat more and you might need to actually eat every three or four hours. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. So now that you've heard all about the hormone fixer, I'm going to give you a challenge. If you actually listened to this podcast all the way to the end, and you're still listening, you can use the code thyroidfix10, T-H-Y-R-O-I-D-F-I-X-1-0, thyroidfix10 and get 10% off my store. This is only for people listened all the way to the end. I want to know what you think about my products. Make sure you let me know. Love y'all.